0: you want to draft three ways if the exit gate out of the race you can leave that open and then you've got two drafting gates along the uh, along the length of the race and look those drafting gates along the length of the race a couple of key features there one is they shouldn't be within five meters of the entrance of the race it just gives the sheep enough time to come in and build up momentum to to to, to go down the race just avoid stalling the second thing about those um gates along the side of the race they should be about 1.2 meters
1: long Hello, I'm Kieran Lynch and welcome to the Overcast, the Chugger Sheep Podcast. Each episode will bring you latest insights, advice, and technical updates for the sheep industry. We're joined in this episode by Choggers Advisor Edward Egan to discuss designing a sheep handling unit. Now having good handling facilities can reduce labour. It improves both safety and welfare for the handler and sheep alike and also encourages timely preventative actions. Edward talks about a book that he produced, A Guide to Designing the Sheep Handling Unit. And we discussed the key aspects of design, from considering the sheep's behaviour, to the location, to the size of the unit, as well as some of the key features that can be incorporated within it.
0: Look, I suppose there's two things there. One was, look, when I was going out to sheep farms, I, look, a very high proportion of them, um, you know, they had either poor handling units or units that could be improved. And then, look, I, I, you know, you're going out to other farms and you're seeing some excellent handling units and you're seeing some excellent ideas. And I suppose the idea then then behind the book was to look to create a reference document that you know any sheep farmer advisor or any person that's going to be involved in designing a sheep handling unit that that person could use. And look, it was just to take the best ideas that I was seeing on both commercial sheep farms, um, say colleges, um, and on research farms. Take those best ideas, put them into one reference document that, that people can can use. So look, basically what I was doing was just building on other people's ideas and designs that I've seen out there uh, so that other people would benefit from that, you
1: know? No, but it was a, it was a very useful thing to collate them. And as you indicated, they are, every different yard you has some slightly different adaption and a reason why it's there. You know, it's useful just to give them different options. Maybe while I get you, just could you give me maybe a brief outline of what is in that booklet?
0: Look, uh, the name of the book is The Guide to Designing a Sheep Handling Unit. And, and look, I suppose just a bit of what's in the book. Look, it's 85 pages in length, all right? And um, there's about 140 colored pictures in it. And, and there are just complete range of, of, of different aspects of, of, of sheep handling units. Uh, you know, what the key features are, what the key design features are, you know, on commercial farms and on research farms and on college farms as well. And look, there's about 26 different diagrams in it as well. Just ideas that, 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 that people can use in, in designing sheep handling units. And um, look, I suppose the idea behind that then is, you know, there is no one perfect design. A lot of people think, look, there's one perfect design that everybody can use. And it's it's like someone building a house for themselves. People have different preferences, they've different budgets, uh, they've got different demands on them, and they just can look at that guide and they can pick out the things that are going to suit them, that's going to fit their system, that's going to fit their budget. And that was the the, the reason behind that book.
1: We also have to be conscious too. A lot of this will have to adapt to other features in the art as well. So they can kind of pick and choose what bits of it will work for them.
0: Look, absolutely. Look, when you're looking at it, what you're going to be looking at there is, you know, look, you know, the first thing I would look at is location, and and the location is going to depend on on you know, where's the farm yard located in in, in relation to the main grazing area, um, you know, and, and the other thing then is how fragmented is the farm. They're the sort of things that you you know you have to take into account. Um, flock size, age of the farmer, breed of the sheep, uh, that sort of thing, you know.
1: It's all going to have an impact on it. Look, let's just go back to the basics. And this is something that comes up quite a bit in different aspects of what we talk about in this podcast. It seems quite basic, this, but Edward, like the benefits of a well-designed, sheep handling unit, like that can have a massive impact on your management within the flock.
0: Look, it does. And, and, and sometimes I, I think we, you know, we, we possibly just look at it from, you know, a money point of view. Uh, you know, sometimes we try and justify a handling unit just completely on the, on, on the financials. But like the way I would look at it there is like, number one, the most important thing to any individual is their health. And having well-designed sheep handling unit is actually good for the handler's health. Because if you look at the type of jobs that that you're going to be doing when you're handling sheep, you're going to be trying to, you know, hold sheep, restrain them, you know, a lot of repetitive work, work that involves needles, work that involves um, handling medication, that sort of thing, a lot of, you know, uh, straining of muscles and things like that. And Look, if you have a good handling unit, you take a lot of that drudgery, you take a lot of that risk um, out of that for the handler, and, and that improves their health. The second thing then, it, it does save time, and there was research carried out by Chavis, uh over 20 years ago, and when they looked at um, sheep flocks that had good handling facilities, those flocks spent 18% less time, or one, it was nearly 1.3 hours less per year, per year, um, uh, working with sheep. And, you know, if you break that down to 100 it there's 16 less working days per year, and, that time can be spent at other things, whether it's other jobs that have to be done on the farm or, you know, or, or other things that are done off farm Look, the third one there is a big part of sheep farming is preventative um uh, you know, I suppose preventative actions, which is, you know, uh, foot batting or body condition scoring and things like that. And anything that makes your job easier uh, is going to be done, you know, it's going to be done early. And so ease of use encourages use. And and, and that's why having a good handling facility is important. And, Okay, if you want to, you know, prevent uh, lameness in sheep and you've got uh, foot patting facilities, then you're more likely to use them. And the same then if, you know, if you have to body condition score, yos or, or dip sheep, those jobs, they're going to be done early before there's a problem, before the pressure comes on, if you've good handling f- uh,
1: facilities to do that. It just makes the whole process easier and get, uh, gets sort of some of that reluctance and tackling jobs when you have a good facility to handle them.
0: Absolutely, yes,
1: yeah. Look, let's get into design a little bit. Um, if we're talking about design, we have to consider what we're working with. Working with the sheep, taking into account their behaviour, what kind of impact can that have on a well-designed unit? Look,
0: sheep behaviour actually has a huge impact on, on you know, designing a sheep handling unit. From the point of view, if if you can use the sheep's own behaviour, if you can work with the sheep's behaviour, behavior, you can make handling those sheep a lot easier. And and for me, look, there are two or three key things there that you should look at. And number one is vision. And what a sheep can see and what a sheep cannot see, that has a critical impact on, on, on ease of handling. And what you're trying to do with sheep is you're trying to draw them into the handling unit and you're trying to draw them through the handling unit um, as easy as possible without you, know, you having to get, uh, you know, uh, you know having to put a another work into it. And so, look, if you look at things like what kind of sheep see like, what you're trying to do there is you're trying to give the sheep, you know, a view of an escape route or, or a view of an exit. And that's why, you know, when you're leaving open sides, you should leave an open side, for example, um, you know, at an opening of a race and at an exit of a race. So th- through those gates, if, 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 if the sheep can see out, even though a gate may be closed, if she can see out, she's more likely to walk up to it. And the same then with the exit of a of, of, of race. If she can see out, she can see the light. She can see a way of escaping. She's going to take that route. And make your life easier. And then, when it comes to putting in solid sides where sheep can't see through, look, you want to put those in in places where you're trying to trying to close off distractions that, that are going to cause the sheep to stall. So again, look, you might put uh, you know closed in or say solid sides, uh, you know, along the side of a footbath uh, or along the side of a race. And that what you're doing there is you're getting the sheep to focus on the area that you want them to focus on. Uh, you're getting the focus on the area that you want them to move forward in. And then I suppose the third thing, look, sheep, anyone of handled handling sheep, you know, you know they're creatures of habit, and you want to use that behaviour uh, in designing your handling unit. And what I mean by that is, look, take your sheep through a similar unit, or sorry, a similar uh, uh, route through the sheep handling unit each time you use it. And if you have to take them in a slightly different direction for foot batting or for dipping, Um, or for any activities like that, it should only be, you know, the general route through the handling unit should be the same, but there should be a slight variation maybe for for completing those tasks. Because what you'll find over time, sheep learn a route through the handling unit and they understand after a while, that if I follow this route through the handling unit, I get to go back to where I want to go. I get to escape. That's what you're trying to work with.
1: So flow is essential. Getting the sheep to naturally want to travel where you want them to go is the key to it.
0: Look, it absolutely is, because, look, if you have, you know, look, we can call them stalling points, but if you have places where sheep will stall, so, you know, where will the sheep stall? It'll stall where it sees a distraction maybe to its left or to its right. It'll stall where there's maybe a a sharp turn. It'll stall where it cannot see other sheep ahead of it. If the sheep has to be able to see, she has to be able to see an escape route, or she has has to be able to see comrades ahead of her, those things, they're going to draw her forward to where you want to uh, work with that sheep. And
1: that's what you want to try and work with. And that takes out some of the work in the unit too. Look, you mentioned location earlier. Let's just tease that one out a bit more with you. Um, when you're deciding on the location of a sheep handling unit, what should we consider? I know sometimes, Edward, in yards we tend to work off a wall or just maybe modify where it was before. There are some limitations to that too. Though. So maybe just take me through a little bit about what are the key considerations.
0: Look, I, for me, the key consideration. The, the first thing I'd always do is I, I would ask, in, in terms of location, I would ask the, you know, the client or the farmer, you know, and, and and the farmer should ask themselves the same question: Where do I want to locate this handling unit in such a way that it is going to make my life easier, that it's going to be convenient for you know for the, for the handler to use, but also convenient to get the sheep into. And for a lot of uh, farms, that leaves you with two main options. Option one, possibly, is beside the sheep housing. And if you have a handling unit beside the sheep housing, uh, winter house yields, it just makes it much easier to bring them out and carry out whatever tasks have to be carried out during the winter with them. So it could be foot batting, vaccination, body condition scoring, scanning, that sort of thing. And the other thing about having it beside the winter housing is, you know, if it's beside the winter housing, the, the, the winter housing, those, um, you know, that housing can act as a collecting pen for holding larger groups of sheep. Um even during the summertime, you can bring the sheep in from the grazing area, put them into a sheep shed, ho- hold the bigger batch there, and then take smaller batches through the handling unit. The other location then, um, you know, is 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 the other possible location is central to the main grazing area. And what you're looking at there is you, you just want to have to walk the sheep the shortest possible distance to the handling unit. Uh, look, and that makes life easier for the sheep, but it also makes life easier for the hand, handler. The other thing that's important there, you know, in the grazing area is good fencing, good infrastructure around the, the sheep handling facility. And I suppose the way I would look at it is, look, you know, your paddocks want to feed into your, um, maybe into your holding paddock that feeds into your uh, into your uh, uh, handling unit. The other thing there is, look, you need safe access for vehicles. Uh, you know, you need to site it or, or locate it to prevent pollution. Okay, that's very important. So avoid, keep away from water courses keep away from areas that are, are liable to flooding. And then the other thing you're going to need to take into account is Look, you know, it makes life a lot handier if it's close to to uh, to water uh, or a tap for filling foot baths or for filling um, dip tubs or for cleaning down surfaces. And then the other thing is, look again, it's if you're close to electricity, obviously for some tasks like shearing or, or you know that sort of thing. Uh, if you're close to electricity, obviously uh, life is going to be a bit easier. Well,
1: definitely, I think your point here on access into a sheep. You know, we have to be very conscious. We don't need, we don't want a facility. We have to block up a lot of different areas. We're trying to get animals in and out of on a regular basis. So it has to be fairly straightforward to get in, get oh, out of it and set up. Uh,
0: absolutely. And, and look, I suppose the other key point, which is the point you're making there, Karen, right. is a handling unit, a fixed handling unit, it should never be in the way. Okay. Mm. So if it is, you know, some people will want to site them in the farmyard. Site them in the farmyard. But never in the way. The same. Some people will want to locate them centrally in the grazing area. Yes, locate them, but never that they're in the way.
1: Okay. We mentioned collecting yards. Frequently, you can see with flock sizes getting bigger. You know, we've been using old facilities. Oftentimes, the collecting pen can be a limiting factor. What are the couple of things we need to think about when we're designing a collecting pen?
0: Look, what I'd be thinking about when I'd be collecting or when I would be designing a collecting pen is look what's the the largest batch of sheep or are- or, or flock of sheep that you're going to be bringing in on a regular basis, okay? And that's what you want to, to you know, to to uh, be reflected in your, your, your collecting pen. But now, I suppose in saying that, you know, there are other, you know, you could have a holding pen, you know, a paddock, maybe half an acre in size, an acre in size that could act as a, a holding area for, for larger groups. And then those groups could be taken out and put into a collecting pen. And um, The other thing you could do is you could use surrounding housing or, um, you know, our roadway as holding areas for sheep as well. But look, I suppose when it comes to the collecting pen, you know, you want to allow about half a metre square per lowland yaw without lambs and about 0.65 of a metre squared uh, per lowland yaw with lambs. They're, they're the, the requirements there. So, um, but look, you can use adjoining um, paddocks, sheds, roadways as holding areas for bigger groups.
1: Look, we have to be conscious, you know, probably have maximum or unshorn unwean yells is gonna be the biggest group we've in. Look, your size is going to change, but you still want to be able to accommodate them. I'm just thinking too, Edward, like for that click pen, it has to be easy to get them into it's not it's not a place you want to have a stalling point.
0: Look, it's not. And then I suppose just a rough rule of thumb, if you have a hundred yoles and if they need 0.65 meters squared each, you're looking at sixty-five meters squared. And look, if you're going to go for a Um, say a collecting pen that's three metres wide, then you're going to need a pen obviously that's 22 metres long. Okay, so that's what you need for 100 joules. But uh, look, you know, you want to design the collecting pen in such a way that it is easy to use. And look, what I'd be looking at there is the the width of the collecting pen. The ideal width of a collecting pen for one person working on their own, it's somewhere between, you know, three metres and 4.6 metres. So somewhere between 10 and 15 feet. And the reason I would go for that width of a collecting pen is that one person on their own, driving sheep forward, you know, at those widths, sheep are are, are a lot less likely to be able to retreat or get past the handra working on their own. If you go much wider than that, you know, once you start going over 15 feet um, and you're on your own there, you know, sheep are are will find it easier to get around you. And I suppose the other thing there is, look, your entrance gate into the collecting pen, look, it should be the same width as the actual collecting pen itself. So look, if the collecting pen is 10, say, three metres wide, the gate in should be three metres wide. It just avoids having corners where sheep can go in and, um, and try and hide and that sort of thing, you
1: know. Yeah, yeah, maintaining flow. Um, and look, I suppose it's not always going to be deal, but you might need to step down pens if it is a bigger area. Look, speaking about moving sheep, I suppose if we bring it on from the collecting pen, our fortune pen is next. Now, look, there are a number of options. there. Maybe you'll outline what they are.
0: Yeah, look, there's three main options there. One is putting in a funnel-shaped forcing pen. And a funnel-shaped forcing pen, this is exactly what it says on the tin there. Look, it's uh, using two gates feeding into the race. Um, those gates, you know, you know at a 30-degree angle. Look, the advantage of that system, easy to build, um, cheap to build, you know, easy enough to operate. But the angle of 30 degrees is, is important. You don't uh, you want know, a, uh, you know, you don't a bigger angle than that to, for good flow, um, you know, from the forcing pen into the, into the race um the other option there is a circular forcing pen you know look I suppose the downside to those is they tend to be more expensive than the other options um look the upside to them is uh you have good control over the sheep and in those you'll have two backing gates uh I suppose another advantage of them with the two backing gates inside the forcing pen you know you can use that forcing pen you know well you can use those gates to always uh you know uh, tighten up the sheep even if you wanted to maybe handle sheep inside in the forcing pen rather than running them down through the race but um, and then the third option there is a semi circular forcing pen. Um, again, look the advantage of that option it's you know it's relatively cheap to build compared to a circular forcing pen. And look, it works very well if your collecting pen um, feeds directly into that semi circular forcing pen. You've got a gentle angle there that'll bring you then around into the um, into the race. And, and what I would find is if it's designed properly, sheep you know they flow seamlessly from the. Uh, say, from the clutching pen into that forcing pen, uh, if it's well I
1: And obviously that forcing pen, Edward, it should hold at least the number of sheep you want in the race and possibly more.
0: Look, it should, it should. And if you take a standard race there is, say, you know, six point six point one meters and 500 mils wide, it'll hold eight unshorn short Look, what you want is a forcing pen there that'll hold, I would say, look, four or five times that number is what you're looking for, you
1: know. It's the simple things at the time to refill these things. is where your day's work comes in. Look, if we talk about the races, um, double races, single races, maybe just take me through the pros and cons of each.
0: Yeah, look, uh, to me, a single race is a drafting race. Um, so, look, a drafting race is, is you, you, look, those races, they tend to be 500 miles wide. Um, the advantage of those is the, the sheep come down in single file. When it comes to drafting, you know, it's very easy to draft them, obviously, when they're coming down single file. Um, you know, look, straightforward enough to build uh, the drafting race. When you're operating the drafting race, look, you know, the handler's going to be standing outside the race when it comes to dosing or vaccinating or whatever hey, he's doing with the sheep in the race. So the important thing there about the drafting race is the sides of that race. They should, it shouldn't be any more than 850 knots high. Um, otherwise it's not possible to stand outside, reach in and and you know reach in and you might have a yo there and she has her head close to the ground. Uh, you want to be able to reach in and put your hand on her chin and, and just lift her head up. but that's why the 850 minutes is important um I suppose the you know some people it's, it's down to personal preferences. My personal preference is that you know you would have a standalone drafting race 500 minutes wide um some people like to put in a dosing race. And I suppose the reason some people like to put in a dosing race is that, um, look, it'll hold a lot more sheep. So it needs to be refilled less less often. Um, so your dosing race, if one person happen operating on their own, the dosing race shouldn't be any more than maybe 750, 800 mils wide. That allows one person operating inside in that dosing race to you know, dose your lamb or, or, or handle your yoke, and then to turn them back behind them but still be able to keep those sheep in front of them in front of them and um, if you're any you wider than that with a dosing race um, sheep can escape past the handler
1: So that, look, a lot of that comes down to preference I suppose the lay of the some will be side by side some will have to double first lean into the single again, I suppose that depends on the air and the preference of up where
0: Look, it does if you have a drafting race and a dosing race side by side what you can do is you can limit the, the drafting, where you can draft from in in, in, in in the drafting race. So it might limit you to drafting uh, towards the end of, of, of a drafting race. Whereas if the drafting race is standing on its own, uh, you know, it is possible to design it so that you can dra- draft, say, three ways, left and right, and leave the, the head gate or leave the, uh, the front gate open. Uh, you might not have that option there when you put in a, a, a dosing race beside it. Look, I suppose the advantage of having the dosing race and the drafting race together is you have three walls, whereas if you have them separately, uh, you'll end up with possibly four walls. Look, my preference there for a drafting race and a dosing race and the one handling unit is the drafting race stands on its on its own um, and that the dosing race is is possibly to one side. Um, yeah. so that, that would be my personal preference.
1: Look, apart that comes down to cost, location, space, that kind of thing in it. Look, uh, just on the drafting race, I suppose there are a couple of things we need to consider with it just to get it right. You know, the flow out to the different pens, how many options we have for drafting, any tips from that?
0: Look, well, the first thing is the drafting race should be located centrally in the handling unit or slightly off centre. OK, so it should never be located against the wall. And what I mean by located against the wall is where you have a wall on one side um, and then, you know, you've got the side of the drafting, drafting race. Because what that does, it limits drafting to the end of the race. And whereas if you have a standalone race, you've got options there to draft left and right. Well, you've got at least three options here, left and right, and then uh through the through the end uh, through the head of the uh the drafting race. Um, you know, they're they're the options that I I I'd be looking at.
1: And just like with the sorting gates themselves, so we saw them mid-panel, some at the end of the race. just maybe what key things to consider with sorting gates?
0: Again, look at personal preference. My preference there is if you want to draft three ways. Um, you know, if the exit gates out of the race, you can leave that open and then you've got two drafting gates along the uh, along the length of the race. And look, those drafting gates along the length of the race, a couple of key features there. One is um, they shouldn't be within five metres of the entrance of the race. It just gives the sheep enough time to come in and build up momentum to 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 go down the race just avoid stalling the second thing about those um gates along the side of the race they should be about 1.2 meters long it just means that uh the sheep has enough you know she's coming at an angle she has enough space then to exit uh you know without catching the side of the race the other thing about those gates is they should be the gates on the side of the race i'm talking about I'm talking about now they should be uh they should be solid non see through gates because when you're not using them uh, what you don't want is that um, uh, she, if, if she could see through them, they could stall, uh, and you want to avoid that.
1: Okay. So, look, this time of the year, the other big task that's been done almost aside from dosing, is weighing. You know, the options for weighing in race, having an area set up outside of it, it's another laborsome task that we can potentially leave easier. Any key tips on that?
0: Look, I suppose, I mean, that should be thought of at the beginning, uh, you know, early on. And you know a couple of options there. One option is to put the weigh scales inside in the race, so it's to leave two panels there that can be taken out, and the the uh, the weigh scales can be put into the race. Some people prefer not to have the weigh scales in the race. They might prefer to have it on the forcing pen, or they might uh, prefer to have it between the 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 entrance to the race and 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 the forcing pen gate. The idea there is if you can get your sheep into the forcing pen. And then rather than having to, particularly lambs, rather than trying to get them down through the race, if you have a gate off the forcing pen um, where you can drop in your waist your scales and then you can put your lambs straight from the forcing pen into the waist scales, uh, it just can reduce the amount of labour uh, that's involved, the amount of handling involved.
1: Look, we're talking about when we're talking about drafting. Another important consideration there is the ability to be able to recycle sheep. So often if we're sorting through a batch, we might want to to go through the subset of them again. That is another feature that needs to be considered.
0: Look, it is. And and look, at the design stage, before any building work is done, you should always look at a handling unit and say, right, okay, if I want to take sheep uh, through the handling unit um, a second time, so if I want to recycle them through the handling unit without them leaving the handling unit, where should I be putting in gates there? to allow that to happen. And uh, it just, it, you know, it, in the future, then when you're using that unit, it just gives you a lot more options, um, you know, and it makes life easier. So, you know, and, and again, look, I mean, you'll be talking about maybe a 10-foot gate or something like that. Um, that's what you're looking at there,
1: uh, you know. Look, so we, we focus a lot on the race. I suppose there's a couple of other things we need to consider in this handling unit. A bat you mentioned earlier would be one of them. You know, the sight of that bat, Edward, Size, but what do we need to consider there?
0: Um look, I suppose the important thing is to consider there is where are you going to put the footbat. Uh look, the options there is that you would put the footbat possibly inside in the race. So it could be inside in a drafting race. Um the other option is that's a standalone footbat. My preference there would be a standalone footbat. Uh the reason for that is a couple of reasons. One is it just means that, you know, if you have a foot bat, a fixed foot bat inside in a drafting race even when you're not using it for foot, bat, for foot batting, it's it's going to accumulate, um, you know, dirty water from sheep passing down through it. And it can be just hard to keep lambs or hard, hard to keep feet clean. And you just want to avoid that. The other thing about a standalone foot bat is that, you know, if you have a standalone foot bat and you put sheep in there for foot batting, you can still carry on and use your race for, you know, doing other activities, drafting, dosing or whatever. Um, the other thing about the standalone foot bat is, you know, one of the key things with foot batting is you want to let sheep stand five or ten minutes in a foot bat solution so that it soaks in. That batch foot bat gives you that option, okay? Uh of leaving them standing there for longer. Um uh, look, when it comes to the actual design of that foot bat, uh, a couple of things I'd be looking at. The location is important, obviously. Look, we said earlier, you know, about uh, avoiding pollution. To me, the ideal foot bat, it's rectangular in shape, right? So it's longer than it is wide and uh, just makes it easier to get sheep into it sheep want to stay as far away from you as they can so they'll tend to go to the end of a longer race like that it's just easier to fill it the width of that batch foot bat what i'd be saying is look somewhere between one and a half and three meters wide uh, is, is 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 ideal and uh and the reason for that is look if you have a wide foot bat if you have a foot bat is one that is one sheep wide and the first sheep decides that she doesn't want to go in or she decides to stall she holds up the whole show, whereas if it's one and a half to three metres wide, what that means there is that you know if that sheep does start, other sheep can still go around and 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 uh, draw the rest of the sheep into the footpath.
1: Um, I suppose, Edward, we also have to consider the practicalities of actually filling that footpath with water and emptying it again afterwards.
0: Look, yes, and and I suppose a couple of things there. One is that you know it should be there should be a tap nearby for filling it. Okay, um, in some cases, what I see is. A farmer will look, make sure you've access there uh, for a tractor, uh, you know, because you know it might for bringing in water or also for cleaning it out. The other thing that you you could do or should do maybe with a foot bath, like with a batch foot bath like that, to make it, to make it easier to clean it out. Uh, there should be a a, a bung in it um, uh, that can be taken out, and then the water is the dirty water, the the used material then goes into a, a tank then uh, into a, maybe into a slat tank or something like that, you know.
1: Look, and one other feature, maybe we don't see them in yards as much anymore, but certainly it was an important feature previously and probably should be considered is a dip tub or a dip tank. Um, what are the couple of key features we need to consider for thinking about putting one of those in?
0: Look, the key features there about the dip tub, one, look, to me, number one there is it should it should be sited in such a way to prevent pollution. That's very important. And that means, you know, dig in a trial hole, see where the water table is, if there's a high water table in that area, then that area is not suitable for a dip tub. That's number one. The other thing is avoid areas that are likely to float. What you don't want is water obviously flowing into a a dip tub. Um, The other thing is, look, when you're putting in a dip tub, you know, you're better to buy either a precast dip tub or one of the plastic dip tubs that come as one complete unit uh, rather than someone trying to build it on top. Um, You know, the other thing you need to consider then is how you want to get the sheep into that dip tub and look a couple of options there. One is I suppose you call it a side entry from the race. Uh, that tends to be popular there with the larger flocks. So it's having a a, a slide or a, a, an exit from the the race into the dip tub. Uh, look again popular with the larger flocks. Uh, less labour intensive. You could have a decoy sheep ahead of the slide. Uh, the idea being that you would draw the sheep in and they step onto the side and then into the dip tub. The other option there that smaller flocks, so flocks maybe of 100 joules or less, or flocks that don't dip on a regular basis might use, uh, would be to have a, have a dip tub beside the forcing pen. But look, it's labor-intensive. The sheep has to be caught and lifted into the dip tub. And it's, it's it's look, the downside to that, obviously, labor-intensive, you really need uh, two people to operate that system. And the other downside of that system is that the handler, you know, when you're dropping sheep into a dip tub like that, the handler is more likely to get um, splashed with dip. Uh, I suppose the other issue then is the size of tub that you're looking at. So for flocks of 100 to 250 yos, I'd say you'd want somewhere between, you know, 1, 000, um, and 50 litres to maybe 1,250 litre uh, dip tub. And then flocks 200 yos plus, I would say you'd want a dip tub that's 1,800 litres plus uh, for them. Look, the other key issue I think with dip tubs is there should be a proper cover on them. So when the dip tub is not in use, um, that either animals or uh people, particularly children, uh cannot uh, get access to that dip tub. And that cover, look, it should be level with the, the floor around it. It should be a steel cover. I see people using wood. and The problem with wood is look, if it's wet, it's going to rot and it's going to be slippy as well. And you know, when wood gets wet, it expands and it shrinks and it gets dry. So it doesn't fit properly. course, if you proper steel cover on it, uh, it will fit. But that steel cover, it needs to be childproof uh, so, so that, you know, obviously,
1: a uh, supervised children cannot get access to it. No, safety is essential, especially with a Look, we might go back to some of the very basic things at the moment. In terms of making life easier for the handler in that unit, what are the couple other little design features you'd have seen over the years that just were nice adaptions to different aspects of, that just made the working with cheap and it easier?
0: A couple of things there. Number one, I would say using pulleys and and, and and weights. So, you know, like there's a lot of gates there. If you use a pulley, you can avoid having to walk to those gates, particularly around the draining pens there when you're dipping sheep. If you have a pulley system there, you don't have to – you know you know yourself, sheep, when they're dipped, they're going to uh, shake the dip off themselves. And if you can avoid – the way of avoiding having, having to pass those sheep is have a, a pulley system there for opening and closing gates. The other thing then is, look, obviously, gates are heavy when you're using a pulley. And if you use a counterweight, uh, those, those counterweights can then take uh, some of the pressure or some of the weight of those gates when they're, when you're trying to lift them or when you're trying to drop them down, just makes life a little bit easier for, uh, for the handler. The other thing about those weights there, you know, if you're using counterweights, it's very important that they're enclosed in such a way that, um, you know, they don't come into contact with the handler and they don't come into, uh, contact with, 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 with sheep either. Uh, the other thing that's useful to have if you have a dosing line over uh, the race or uh, over the area that you're, you're, you're dosing, you know, dosing lines is very handy. You can attach your dosing pack to that. Um, and rather than having to put on the dosing uh, pack yourself on your back, um, you know, you can leave it on the line. It just means that, uh, you know, you're freed up uh, to move more freely. But the other thing is when you're refilling uh, a race, you know, to dose the next batch of, sh- of, of sheep, if you don't have that pack on you, your you know your movement is freer but the other thing that's uh, that's less likely to happen is you're not going to get pipes snagged on, on on gates and things like that. You know, the other thing that's important with the dosing line is if you just put in a, a ring there that'll hold the dosing gun as well and it just means that the dosing gun is not hanging down um over the sheep and they don't you know they can't catch it or anything like that. The other thing that's important there is just I call them a handler gate. And a handler gate to me is just a small gate, maybe uh 0.5 or uh, 0.6 of a meter wide in in the handling unit to allow the handler to move uh, freely through the unit without having to open um, gates, uh, we say without having to open bigger gates or without having to climb over walls. So what I would do in a case like that, I'd look at the handling unit and I'd say to myself, like, if I'm handling sheep in that unit, how am I going to get from uh, one area to another area without having to um, climb over a wall And they are the places I would put in that um, handler gate. So, you know, I suppose, look, a couple of examples there would be where the forcing pen meets the the race. If there's a handler gate to the left and to the right there, it just means when you have filled that forcing pen with sheep, um, you can get from that forcing pen down each side of the race through a a handler gate without having to climb over any gates. And the same then when you're operating the drafting gate, are there other areas of the handling unit that you want to go into? Maybe you want to go back into the collecting pen to bring in more sheep into the forcing pen. There should be handler gates there to avoid you having to climb over uh, gates. The other thing it's going to do, it's the odd time you're going to have to take out one, you know, one sheep or one lamb. And it just means that open a small gate, push the sheep out. There's no lifting over gates.
1: No, I think it's an important feature. Like we talked about, cheap flow, we have to remember that operators have to move through the unit as well. So, no, it's an important point. Look, some of the basics, again, know, avoiding sharp edges, easy to latch gates. Try to avoid banging, maybe, as well, to try and keep it that it's it's more user-friendly from that point of view.
0: Look, yes, and I suppose, look, where metal is meeting metal. So, if you've, uh, say, a, a drafting gate uh, you know um banging as another you know a, a steel surface against the race look if you put in a strip of plastic or rubber in a place like that it takes the noise out of it it takes the vibration out of it the other places there look if you have a, a say a handle on those uh, drafting gates you know if you cover uh, a metal handle with some plastic piping it just takes the the vibration out of it uh, for yourself and the other thing is on those cold days that you're drafting sheep you know if if you don't, if you can avoid having to put your hand in metal, uh, you know you're 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 not going to be suffering from the cold as much. I suppose the other things that you could look at as well, and uh, things that do make handling sheep easier for the handler, for example, you know, on your forcing pen, could you put a gate on the forcing pen where you can back up a trailer to that, and then if you want to take lambs out of the forcing pen, put them into a trailer. Things like that are going to make uh, going to make life easier. At all. I suppose the other thing there would be something like your, your 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 drafting race. If you have you know a half meter concrete area on on the surface where the handler is walking, it just means that you've got an even surface there uh, that you're walking on all the time. There's less likely to be trips and falls and things like that.
1: Look, Edward, you've gone through quite a different number of different aspects, and I'll put a link up in the show notes to the booklet because there's a world of information in it. If we go back to the very start of this, like it's something that makes our labour input a lot easier. It can improve the productivity of our flock. Pieces, whatever. It is one of the bigger investments on in sheep farms, but if we put it in the context of the repayment we get in terms of labour saving, in terms of better productivity, it more than pays itself back.
0: Look, it absolutely does. And look, for me, I would say, look, you know, you take a long-term view of being in sheep. And putting in a handling facility is a long-term investment that's worth making, because you know it may look as a, it may look like a big investment at the beginning, but over time it's it, it is great value for money. Like I would think, the most important thing there is to think about it and to go out and have a look at you know have a look at other sheep handling units and talk to other farmers and see what they are doing, because farmers you know that have worked at this for years. They have a lot of good ideas out there. They have a lot of experience, and, and and you can just build on that.
1: There's always things you can tweak and improve. Look, I really appreciate your time with that. Edward, it was great getting you on. Thank you. Karen, thank you. We'll leave it there for this week's episode. I have included a link in the description to Edward's booklet he referred to at the beginning, and guide to designing the sheep and the unit. It's an excellent reference to go back on cover many aspects of sheep and the unit design. That's it for me for updates from our sheep program. Keep an eye on our Twitter page, at Charlotte Sheep. I'm Kieran Lynch, thanks for joining us, don't forget to subscribe and follow us for more episodes.